I love how you're talking about, you know, seek change, you know, get that experience, try different things and whatnot, right? Did you ever speak to like, besides from like, you know, the supervisors and academics, right? Did you ever speak to like older students studying the course or maybe like friends from other courses or other subjects and get experience about like, you know, about like choosing majors and whatnot? All the time. I, um, I'm a bit of a chatterbox. So even when I go to the library, I usually just find stuff, find some new person to become friends with. And this was one day I was, um, just chilling in basement of Bailey and I just started a conversation with these third years. Um, and they, they were actually doing immunology and microbiology, which at the time I was like, oof, which side do I go? Do I go down this biochemistry route or do I go down this immunology route? And after the chat with them, they firstly gave me a really good subject um, suggestion, which was I can never thank them enough for that one. Uh, I ended up getting like five people to do it, and none of us regretted it. Um, but also, just in terms of getting there, because the way to put it would be that the handbook only really tells you so much about a subject. It gives you this general thing of you're doing immunology. Yeah, you're going to learn about immunology, but it doesn't tell you what you actually will be learning. It doesn't give you the first-hand experience. Yeah. Or it's clickbait some of the time, I feel. Yes. It's not an advertisement for the uni, <laughs> but saying sometimes it's a little bit like clickbait. They'll tell you the absolute like, best things about it, and then it won't be actually what the nitty-gritty is, what it involves, mm-hmm. how much you'll enjoy it as a student. Mm. It's like um, sometimes they'll be like, oh, you know, yeah, we're totally going to be doing all this immunology in one week of it. Or oh, one of the focuses is um, I, I was doing this virology subject, and I thought one of the focuses was going to be Based on the first week of content, they were talking about, oh, yeah, you'll learn about viral vectors, that is, how to use a virus to, um, as a, as a like, clinical or therapeutic to help people. I've got one lecture on it. So I was sitting there holding out for this, for this lecture, and it ended up just being the one lecture. I was hoping for a whole series where we go into these details of, oh, this virus that you learned about four weeks ago can be used for this. Wow. But it was just like, oh, yeah, viruses are cool. This is, this is how you can use them. And that was basically the lecture. In terms of advice that you've gotten, not just from peers and people from the basement of Bailey that you've happened to be friendly enough to talk to, but maybe in like more of a formal way, even from supervisors or anywhere, are there sort of any words that have stuck with you in terms of like advice that you've received or words of encouragement that have so, sort of helped you get through or really helped guide that pathway that you've taken? Yes. So I, in second year, I met this um, guy, Peter. I actually never learned his last name, but he was like my mentor. He was like this, he was just this old bloke. Um, and he was like a student mentor, but I met him at the library. And every like Tuesday and Friday or sometimes a Thursday, I'd go and he would always be there and would sit and chit chat. And he'd always like provide me sort of life wisdom and ask me how I'm going, seeing what I'm up to. And the one day I was walking home and I ran into him and he just gave me this really good piece of advice which it, to a lot of people, it kind of sounds counterintuitive, but I found that the, the more I think about it and the more I've gone through, through things, the more it sort of rings true. And basically he said that um, to not keep your options open. It was, kind of, it was kind of weird, but the way I look at it now is that what he meant is if you're thinking of giving something a go, really give it a go. Don't go in just trying to put your foot in the door to be like, oh, maybe I, maybe I will like it, maybe I won't. He meant 
if you're going to do it, commit to it and really try and do the most with it and put as much energy as you can into doing whatever you want to do. Because if you're spending, if you're trying to put a little bit of energy into 30 things, you'll never get, you'll never sort of really experience it enough and understand it enough and progress through it enough to achieve enough to really know anything about it, to know if you want to do it or to know, um, or to be able to really get anywhere with it. And so, um, so when I, when I give this advice, advice to a lot of people, whilst also telling them, try as many things as you can, it sounds a bit counterintuitive, but the way I see it is it's like, give everything the best you can. Uh, so that way you kind of have a real idea of what's going on. And then you can always, it's never really wasted energy. It's only ever really wasted energy. If you only just give a little bit of a try and you go, Oh no, like when you get two weeks into something, you go, Oh, Mm, I haven't, you know, maybe you've watched three lectures of a subject and you're like, uh, mm, it's not really my thing. But when you've really tried to give it a crack, when you've sat your whole way through and you go, okay, cool. I know that this is not for me. I've tried my best. I've put the energy in. I have really tried to get the most out of this. And I still, it was like trying to wring water from a stone. Just not there. Have you met many people like that? That just sort of like to dabble in things and put like maybe like their finger in like just a lot of pies. I feel like even for like some people now with jobs, they want to have like multiple jobs and they want to have research experience and they want to do volunteering. But like a lot more people are obsessed with having everything on their CV and having just a name to what they're doing or like being part of the society rather than like, as you say, like just delving into it and putting a substantial amount of effort into these one or two things that you're doing with a lot more effort. Like, have you met a lot of people like that or... You yeah, that in a way. yeah I, I mainly do meet, I think because society in general, like most, most adults you meet will generally give the advice of keep your options open. And so that's why it was so jarring to hear this person who basically was like giving me life advice all the time and always really looking out for me, tell me, don't keep your options open. It was such a, such a, it just really stuck out at the time. And that's why I've never forgotten it because it really went against the grain of what I was used to hearing. But I found that the more I think about it and the more that I've tried to sort of uphold that idea, the more it kind of makes sense to me. It's, it's sort of weird at first, and I know it does sound a bit, a bit counterintuitive, but I have genuinely found that um, when I've tried to put a little bit into a whole bunch of things, like a lot of people do, like I, I, was, I used to be really much a uh, try a little bit of everything person, but I found that taking on that advice and trying to mold it more to what I to what worked well with what I was doing, that it really was helping me a lot. So you've spoken a lot about you know focusing on the one thing, focus and trying lots of things right. So when do you, when do you come to the point where you say if something's not right for you, when do you change and do something else? For like, what's the point that says all right, this subject, for example, is not going the way I want it to be? What's the point that says okay, I'm going to try another subject or another major or something like that? This is, I guess, more of a, it really depends on, um, I think there's an individual case by case, but like one example would be with genetics. As I said earlier, I went in thinking it was something that it really wasn't. I decided that I sort of only learned that too late to drop it. Um, So if I could go back, I probably would have actually swapped it out. 
Um, I don't think in the end I really gained a huge amount from it. Um, so I guess that's actually a really hard question. I, yeah, so like if it's a big question, it is. It, it, it is, and I'm I was curious about asking it because like people often get into the situation, for example, right, where like they don't know when to you know switch options, don't know when to change something, don't know if they're in too deep, for example, right. So if you had the opportunity, right, to go back in time, right, would you maybe like you know look into more research about genetics, for example, and like you know not just go in the handbook, but you know maybe message around, see if you know any you know Unimail communities, for example, and Unimail forums, and you know ask the question, be like, hey, can I have some first-hand experience about um, doing the subject genetics, for example, and whatnot? Yeah, totally. That 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 is a really good point to bring up. That I, I probably I could go back. I would have gone and asked some of my friends who had done the subject to be like, specifically, does this change? Like, does the subject, does the content style change to something that sounds like X, Y, Z, which was uh, the stuff I was more interested in? And then I would have taken a bit of their advice uh, about where the subject heads to. Um, Because that's what, when, when people ask me about subject advice, I try and basically go, well, what are you interested in and what stuff do you want out of it? Because obviously my interests are quite niche. Just because I like a subject doesn't mean you will. It's more about like having with this experience, I know what you do in the subject. Does this thing that you do in the subject sound good to you? And so I would have gone to ask some of my friends, like what else do we cover? What do you think are the most important considerations when you're trying to choose or make a big decision about like say a major or choosing a subject or something like that? Is it like what your other friends are doing, what your supervisors have said, what academics have said is really good? how it lines up with your plans. Like what do you find is the most important or the most useful for you when you're making a choice like that? So the major I chose, which was biochemistry, none of my friends were doing it. Maybe, maybe one friend actually. Um, but none of like my main sort of like group of friends were also doing the major. And at first I was a bit concerned because I thought, Oh, I should just go. Like it'd be more fun to be able to study with my mates. And in the end, I'm glad that I picked the subjects that, I, that got me up in the morning. The, the ones that I didn't ever have to force myself to really go to the lectures because I was just enjoying the content. And I found that ultimately when you're in a subject that you meet people that are like-minded anyway, and even though I didn't have my initial friends in that subject or in that major, I met some really lovely people that I would, like we would correct each other's work, we would study together, we would provide advice and we'd just work as a team. That's beautiful. And, and this was all during COVID, like this is all online and we were still able to build these really good groups of people that work together. And I was really glad that I had gone out and done the thing that, I enjoyed. Um, and it did help. It did help a lot that biochemistry is quite a foundational science in terms of like some, some fields might be a bit more specific, right? Like um, neuroscience is quite a specific field in terms of, um, you know, you're looking at one, how a certain set of cells work, whereas biochemistry is looking at how anything within a cell can really work. So it was quite a foundational skill, which could be applied to physiology or it could be applied to um, neuroscience 
it should be applied to pharmacology. So that, that did help. That was a bit of a factor in why I chose biochemistry. But the main thing was, is that I didn't really have to force myself to go study it. I was really just enjoying it. I got along with the lecturers. I'd go chit chat with one of the coordinators about his winemaking after class. <laughs> That's cold. <laughs> he, was, he was making um, some just bathtub wine and stuff. Ooh, right. And my partner, she studies winemaking. And so I'd also done a little bit of wine experience, like not just amateur at home experience, but you know, I'd done a subject or two about wine and winemaking. And so we're just chatting after class. And I really liked that vibe of being able to talk about a shared interest, but also like our specific knowledge of like, oh yeah, this yeast, what does this yeast do? How does it work? Oh yeah, which strain? All that kind of stuff. It was, it was really quite cool. You'd hope that the biochemistry like lecturer or like professor would have more of a specific idea making it in the bathtub. It wouldn't be completely like unsanitary at home. It would be like, well, well done. Well, you'd be surprised about, about this sterile technique that some lab people use. I've seen some pretty shonky aseptic technique. <laughs> I just got one last question because I'm curious about the transition about, so you got your major, your undergrad major in in biochemistry, right? Mm-hmm. How was the how was the transition from you're doing your biochemistry to go into anatomy and neuroscience? Was the transition hard or did you feel comfortable? Well, as I said, biochemistry is foundational. So it wasn't very hard when looking at the specifics of my project, which are about stem cells and differentiating neurons. So I already understood a lot of that concept, but it was quite a challenge to learn about all these different kinds of neurons and maybe how they form these circuits and how they can all work together. But having that, the foundational knowledge from a major made it quite a seamless pro- uh, like transition. Um, it also helped that I could learn all my anatomy like visually as I was dissecting mice. So yeah. My supervisor would be like, that's a liver, that's a heart. And I'm like, oh my God, that's what it really looks like. <laughs> <laughs> that's gold and it, thankfully as well the gut is quite easy to spot it's just the long tubes and I was like okay that looks like a gut to me he's like yeah good job <laughs> don't pierce it a golden tick that's what it. was it like for you Jordan because you did quite foundational sort of studies as well doing anatomy and, and physiology yeah 100% so in my undergrad I did um like Jesse, I did so many, so many different diverse subjects from biochemistry to microbiology, to immunology. That was in my first semester of second year. And then in, in the second semester of second year, I did anatomy, physiology, and pharmacology, which were all completely different. So 100% like the trend, like those foundational sciences do kind of have like some similarities within it, right? And for me, I personally do enjoy learning lots of new things. And that essentially, you know, that essentially for me made me figure out I want to do um, a course that encompasses all those different techniques. Did you know that you always wanted to do physio? 100%. Always, always knew I wanted to help um, people. I didn't know how I wanted to help people, but I just knew I wanted to help people in a way. Um, and then physiotherapy, when I was doing some more research into physiotherapy, I was like, they were more of a people person. And I like to talk, I like to talk to people. I like to have fun. And I was like, physiotherapy involves people and it also involves all these different aspects about foundational sciences. And I was like, this is for me. So you were pretty drawn towards 
like the anatomy and physiology, would you say like similar to Jesse? There was something that appealed to you about it, like the processes, or it was just everything coming together? I think it was more everything coming together. You know what I mean? Like anatomy and physiology have some similarities and also some differences, but it's also how they all work together. You know, knowing the anatomy as well as knowing the physiology can be used to help treat people. I think that was the core of what made me want to learn about physiotherapy and want to become a physiotherapist. One of the one of the things I'd like to so that advice that I got from the mentor man mm-hmm. about um, you know don't keep your options open. The way I guess you could look at it with with how with what you did is that by really trying to get the most out of each of those spots, you end up finding how they all link together. Exactly. You end up drawing, yes. They end up, it ends up not being wasted energy because you find how anatomy and physiology can work together. So it enhance, they enhance each other. They get this like synergistic kind of energy from each other where um, your anatomy, physiology, and then um, also on, on top of your like people person uh, style escapades <laughs> you know, you're getting the most out of all these things yeah. to turn it into a set of skills 100% superstar 100% correct what about yourself Dan what made you want to do uh, medicine I almost went sort of in the opposite way like I think because I did biomedicine undergrad you do a lot of the sort of pre-prescribed subjects like you do the biochemistry you do the anatomy a lot of it is already set for you and you just find within that what you enjoy and I think I enjoyed different aspects. And in the third year, I was always drawn towards neuroscience. And I thought like complex processes, like there's mystery, like it's interesting. It's a very unknown, unexplored area. As you would know that like now being in the lab, when, when your supervisor says like, we just don't know, like this is a very unknown thing. Like this is what's interesting about the research as well. And so I did the major in the third year and went from learning very general anatomy into learning very specific, like this is the auditory mechanism for fear. And like, this is the gut you know, things like that. From some of the researchers that might be your supervisors now um, and hearing lectures about that to going into medicine. But for me, I think as well, learning that working with people is something that you enjoy doing, not just being buried in the science itself, which I still find interesting, but finding a balance and learning where you can fit in. So for me, I came to Melbourne wanting to just do science. I was like, yes, like research is so interesting. I wanted to bury myself in almost like pure science. And then realizing that you like working with people and realizing that you can do both. You don't have to be a clinician. You don't have to be just a researcher. You can do both. And in fact, like medicine doesn't evolve without research. And so they sort of feed into each other very nicely. So it's nice to see both sides. Yeah. I I was just thinking to myself just right then, everyone hearing all these different stories, right? It's amazing because there's so many different ways to do what you want to do. And I think that's one thing I love about uni is that there's so many different ways to essentially have a uni life. That's a beautiful way to round it out. (laughs) 100%, Do you have any sort of final advice that you'd like to give to anyone looking to find their major, pick their major, explore majors? Or really just find their path at uni in a way that will lead them where they maybe want to go. My final thing would just be try and make sure that you're actually having fun. Like the best way to really get up and enjoy things and the best way to know that you're heading in the right direction is if you're having fun. If you're getting up and you're actually enjoying things, in my mind, that means you're heading in the right direction. Perfect words, don't you think, Dan?
happy life, happy life, happy uni life, something like that. <laughs> Love it. Well, Jesse, I just want to say thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today. We really do appreciate your time um, as well as your words of wisdom as well. Um, it's been absolutely amazing, Superstar. Thanks, Jesse. Cheers for having me.